At a time when presidential hopefuls have been talking about shortening working hours and making life easier for Korean employees, OECD data shows that local workers were able to make roughly 35,000 won per hour on average in 2015, ranking 28th out of 35 member nations. For more, we've invited Mr. Randall Jones, the OECD's Korea Japan desk head. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. And when we talk about making money here, we're talking about labor productivity. $31.8 is actually significantly lower than the OECD average of $45.9. Can you elaborate what this index actually implies? Well, it implies that Korea is working very hard, very long hours to try to sustain their income. But for each hour of work, they're relatively less productive. And what that also implies is that the manufacturing sector, we know is quite productive because Korea is a major exporter, but that implies that the other sectors, such as services, which are, are less involved in trade, have relatively low productivity. So productivity is a very big concern for Korea's future. And what will be the consequences for our economy if we, if we don't actually address this issue? Well, the working age population, the number of people between 15 and 64, is starting to go down already. So that means at some point, the labor force will start falling. So if we don't have rising productivity, that means that Korean living standards would actually decline uh, in the future. So we need productivity growth in order to maintain rising living standards, as well as to pay for the pensions of uh, older people. Yeah, I mean... Instinctively, perhaps some people might think we need to work more hours to be more productive, but we already have the second longest among developed nations. There have been actually discussions at the National Assembly here to cut working hours to 52 per week from the current 68. What sort of benefits would that move have, do you think? Well, in economics, we talk about diminished returns. So as you work longer and longer hours, your productivity per hour of work goes down. So it's uh, this is counterproductive to work too long because you're not getting as much uh, benefit. But it also leads to a problem of a work-life balance. And it makes it difficult for women to join the labor force if their husband faces long hours and they face long hours. And so having more uh, work-life balance through shorter working hours would actually improve uh, conditions for women. So more women would work and they probably have more children as well. Hmm. Uh, what about uh, the outstanding differences in working culture? But if we look at the countries that made it to the top of the list, like Luxembourg and Norway, very different social setups, but in the age of globalization, perhaps we should be forcing ourselves into a comparison. Yes. Well, I think the key to productivity, uh, we focus on that a lot at OECD. And basically, the problem that we find is that regulation stifles productivity. It stifles new companies getting started. And we have to make sure that we make it possible for new companies to come in. And we want the non-viable companies that aren't productive and aren't capable of competing, we want them to exit. So we want to have a dynamic economy where we have a lot of uh, new entrants as well as the exit of uh, poorly performing firms. So that's really the key in all economies that uh, you don't want to have a bunch of uh, mature, low productivity, non-viable firms. You want to have dynamic new firms that come in and use new technology and new ways of doing things to try to boost productivity. 
But can we say it's been a global trend to, to be cutting down working hours? Certainly we hear a lot more about flexibility in the workplace these days. Right. Increasingly, women are more important in the labor force, and that implies that uh, you need flexibility if you want to have uh, parents to, to work as well. And so uh, the countries, Japan, for example, is considering uh, this. Uh, there's a big report coming out next week in Japan on how to promote more flexible working time and to reduce working time. So it is a worldwide trend as people are not just thinking about how do we make GDP bigger, how do we improve well-being? And part of well-being is having uh, a balance between work and, and, and family and other aspects of life. So we're not just uh, focused on income, we're focused on the quality of life. There has been this fierce debate here. Politicians generally unable to reach a consensus, despite the way you spell it out for us very clearly. Uh, there's been a debate over offering exceptions to smaller businesses to allow them to continue to work longer. Uh, there's also been the discussion over whether this working hours route is actually the solution fundamentally. Um, concerns that employers could use loopholes in regulations to force employees to work long hours anyway. What are your thoughts on that? This really strikes at the heart of cultural change. Right. Well, when I talk to the unions, they like overtime because they get paid 1.5 times as much for overtime hours. So for workers who, uh, Korea has traditionally been a low-income country, now it's moving towards the middle, but people like more work because overtime pays well. Companies like it because if they hire more workers, then they run the risk of, of having a labor force is too large when the economy turns down. So they like the flexibility of having existing workers work overtime. So it's been kind of in the interest of both companies and the unions or the workers to maintain overtime. But uh, as we go forward, having more opportunities for, for women, for older people, and, and not having long working hours that makes uh, that reduces the quality of life, that should be more of a priority. So I think it's a very good idea to move in that direction for the well-being of the Korean people. What about fears that this kind of change would encourage companies to use more non-regular workers to fill up those hours? Uh, well, I, I think uh, we should really try to break down this um, dualism in Korea because it's the leading cause of income inequality when you have a non-regular worker who makes half as much as a regular worker. And the key to breaking down the system is uh, employment protection. Uh, companies hire non-regular workers partly because they cost less, but also because they give flexibility when the economy goes up or goes down, they can adjust the workforce. So we have to uh, have a single contract. We have to treat all workers the same and not give some workers very high protection, which means they basically cannot be fired, and have other people who are working temporary. So we need to have a single labor market um, that everyone has a fair treatment. So breaking down dualism really is a key for uh, reducing inequality and as well as relative poverty in Korea. Coming back to this question of culture, though, it's so interesting how we actually bring about the shift in mindset. Is it possible at a top-down approach? Yeah, I think, uh, I think it, uh, in startup companies in Korea, you see people are more focused on 
modern ways of doing things. I, I know I have many Korean colleagues, and uh, many of my people who work for me, they hesitate to leave before I leave. Mm. They have a feeling they have to stay in the office longer, even if they're not busy. And so I try to get to the, the idea that I don't care how long you work, just get your work done and do it well. And no one's counting how many hours you work. So I think we have to shift the mindset from pain based on performance and not worry how long people are actually in the office. And the people can work better at home. There's flexibility that people don't have to be in the office during uh, 9 to 6 or 8 to 6, that they might be able to be more productive at home someday. So yeah. I think we need to have that flexibility that the focus is on performance and hours don't really really matter that much. But the second part of that question, and just very briefly, it, if that's introduced by law, is that the way to change hearts and minds of people? Well, I think there should be... Uh, a legal a mandatory ceiling on how much overtime people can work. And there should also be enforcement to make sure that workers are being paid the premiums, the 1.5 times normal working uh, wage when they do overtime. Mm. I think the law should start on the basis that uh, companies cannot take advantage of workers by forcing them to work longer hours and not pay the overtime premium. So I think that's very important to uh, have fairness. And then let workers decide if they want to go to the maximum 52 hours or they should have the choice if they want to work over, overtime or not. So I think that would be a, a good legal basis to let uh, both companies and workers uh, make the best decisions. Mr. Jones, thank you. It was my pleasure. Randall Jones from the OECD's Korea Japan Desk.